1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague on Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service
2: Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan.
3: This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems.
2: Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and live on YouTube. Hanging out, everybody's watching. My laptop's fixed. You got it fixed? Joey, fix your laptop? Yeah. Look at that, progress on a Friday. It's actually outside the studio right now, and I forgot to grab it. Oh, you got to go get it? You are eating a breakfast. You pounded a burrito during the break there. Pounded it hard. Um, there's no point in getting it now. I why so you, you don't have to. get night you think I, about I, it? <laughs> I needed it more from six to seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, now you're done. You don't need any show sheet anymore. I got other things on the, the computer here. <laughs> I do appreciate Joey for fixing it though. Um, let's talk a little college football here, shall we? So you were mentioning the West Coast and how it would be nice to go out with a like. Look, we could we can do it here, right? I, I do think I, we've had a couple of Duck fans who have texted in this week. There there is a conflicted feeling because you obviously want Washington to lose. There is a silver lining to them winning, at least, that that's – I do think it's optimistic for everybody. Like, this would be the first non-dominant SEC big – you know, like, one of those kind of teams that you just look at and say, God, how could – it, it almost feels hopeless at time on the board. It's kind of like when you get the random team that wins the NBA championship, and you could say, like, ah, well, that gives me a little bit of hope. Maybe we can be that random team someday. Hell, the Blazers held on to the Mavs winning that one outlier championship forever with Dame. And if we were ever going to win, that was a title we had to win, right? It's just an olding star or an aging star, and we're going to put talent around him. So there is that that silver lining, but. It's funny to think of what the future could have been. So I was looking through. One of my favorite times of year is the way too early top 25s. I love this. <laughs> I am a way too early top Are 25. Are we getting a dirty poll right now? It's not a dirty poll. It's okay. a bleacher report, which, come on, it's no dirty poll, but we're going to go with it. Is it a graph where you got to scroll? It is not, Individually, individually team click, by team. Click, oh. click from 25 all the way down to 1, a big God. reveal. And then guess who number one is? Oh, it's Alabama or Georgia every right. year. But I was looking through this the other day, and they had, I want to say, if the Pac-12 had stayed together, I think there were six teams in their way too early top 25. Oh. It was USC. Arizona's got to be in there. Arizona. Washington. Washington. Oregon. Oregon and you. Oh, so five teams. My apologies. Five teams. And Utah. Yeah. So those are your five. Uh, if Oregon State, if the Pac-12 hadn't died, Oregon State would have you know, probably stuck together and they would have been a six team. They had uh Utah number six in their preseason poll, way too early preseason poll. Oregon was number four. And I just was reading this chuckling of like, yeah, it's a big 10 and a big they had 12 Utah team. six. They have Utah cam rising six cam rising coming back. Wow. They were decimated by injuries this year. Hmm. I mean, people forget that they had, I mean, people don't forget, but they had one back-to-back conference championships. They had, they dominated the pack, man. Yeah. Uh, and so they're getting their quarterback back, but it was just funny to look through your top 10 and they're way too early. Top 25, Alabama, Georgia. Shocking, I know. Michigan being number three was a head-scratcher of not knowing who their coach is going to be. I, it, a lot of people think it's going to be uh, Moore who filled in for him and cried over on television. <laughs> Love you, Jim. Love you, Jim. He's got an interesting answer to a question that was asked about him before the playoff game, by the <laughs> way. Eight. About cheating? What was he talking uh, about? Race. Oh. oh. Let's dive into that topic on a Friday. I don't see color, and it's, that did not sit well with a lot of people. Doesn't see color. Yeah, okay. Is he colorblind? No. Oh does see it. Uh, Michigan number three, Oregon number four, Texas number five. As I mentioned, Utah number six, Ohio State number seven, Ole Miss, number eight, Oklahoma hmm. number nine, and they had Clemson. Oklahoma and, and Clemson was number ten. Uh, okay, what what are we doing? What uh, are we, maybe uh, Cle- yeah, is Clubnik coming back? Yeah, I think he's coming back for another year. Hmm. But they're not hitting the transfer portal again. They're not doing that, so they're only upgrading the roster through actual recruiting and have fun turning an eight and four team into a top ten team. Like Rock, right, you mentioned the Mavs and how Portland hoped they could have. Have that twenty eleven random season, even though if you look back, that team was pretty good, it just Dirk was the biggest name. Yes. Uh you think Rockets fans were cheering for the Mavs in the finals? <laughs> what is the percentage of Duck fan you think? I've seen a couple. I haven't seen a lot. I've seen a lot of like screw them, go Michigan, go blue. Yeah. What is the percentage your best guess of Duck fan that's not like pom pom waving, but like Washington wins All good right. season. And then you move on. I'd say 15%. That high? None of them on social media. Yeah. I think most of them that are, are not on social media. <laughs> They're not on social It's the old-time, a lot of old-timers. Yes. Like, you know, I remember where we used to be. And, and you know, respect your rivals. <laughs> respect, yeah, yeah. Pac-12. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of that. There. I mean, the, the, the other part of it from, from Oregon's angle would be that if Washington wins on Monday night, you could look at it and say, this is blowing smoke up your own butt, but you'd say, man, we're how close are you to winning those games? How close are you to beating that team? And that team went on and beat Texas and Michigan in the college football playoff yeah. and won a national championship. And so I think that's the hope angle of like, you were that close to winning those games, you feel like you're going to get better in years to come, and if they can do it, you can. I think the out, the, the unique thing about Washington this year Penix and those receivers, man, is going to go down as one of the most prolific and dangerous passing attacks that we have seen in the last 30 years of college football. I'd say ever. Let's just put it, let's be that's honest fine. about it. It's ever. I mean, it's, it's, we all... in pass like this back in the day, <laughs> everybody gets caught in the moment, but it's hard to disagree when you're watching them do it. And that's where as much of a silver lining as you would want to take, I would say, well, are you going to get Michael Penix? Are you going to find a quarterback? Dylan Gabriel's good. He's not Michael Penix. Yeah. Uh, you can go get that Evan Stewart kid from A&M, who by the way, is visiting this weekend. He not Roma. It might not be Roma Dunze. Eh? I was uh, I was texting one of our listeners uh, that I know a little bit, and I've golfed with him, and he he's he's secretly a Husky fan, and uh, it, how he is a secret Husky fan is an interesting story. But he's a Husky fan, nonetheless, and he had asked my prediction for that game. Say, hey, how do, you, how do you think it's going to go? And I I think I said something close to the score. Mm-hmm. I had it barely at the over of sixty two, and I thought Washington would win outright. And he kind of felt the same way. And then I talked with him afterwards, and he basically was just, he said it, it's its maybe the greatest season of his life as you know, a real active sports fan. And yet all he kept thinking about is how devastating that would have been to choke that game away. Oh, God. For and, the 12 and, year, I know, that ending. And even though Washington beat Oregon twice this year, there's still a, You know, Simpsons laughing at you if you lose that Texas game, and they damn near did. Well, if they lose Monday, you're going to hear that like, hey, congrats, we've done that twice in the last 15 years. This is how hard it is to win a title in modern college football. It really is. And the thing about it is what you're highlighting now. DeBoer is awesome, and yet moments in games where he does or decides to do things, and I go, what was that? And I, (laughs) I keep telling myself, even though I'm getting ahead of it, Will Will Rogers get them out of that next year? Or, yeah, that tight window. Yeah, is that, yeah. who is, you know, and, and I'll have to go back and look at their receivers and who's going to be back and who's going to be gone. And I know they got some other guys that are young, but are you going to have the Roma Dunze? Yeah. I actually think McMillan could be the biggest playmaker for them in Monday because there's going to be so much attention on Roma Dunze. Yeah, Polk has made some incredible catches I, late in the year. Bernard could yep. come on. Like that's the thing about them; they're they're deeper than people know, but. Yeah, that's interesting about Washington because you look at the profiles. Again, the profiles of college football winners, they are kind of bucking against the trend of it. And they're going to do it even more next year. And I don't know if they'll win the Big Ten, if they'll be in the Big Ten title game or beat Oregon. But, man, you earn so much cachet and respect with having this kind of season. I can wonder it all I want. It doesn't matter if you win the national championship you don't necessarily have to do it again next year. People go, okay, well. Yeah, you buy, you buy yourself a grace period there. I think he already has, no matter what the next couple of years look like. Like, he's been off to such a good start. Where I would, Dirt, I would add, I wonder, uh, not hot seat stuff, but I do wonder the pressure that it adds even more to the organ fire of, Oh, for sure. Oh, crap, we didn't beat them twice, or they beat us twice, and then they won the title? You know, there's, obviously the fan jokes exist, but, like, it just, it does. It it amplifies your situation in Eugene that much more to win and win at that high level. The other, p- the tough part of this is, and we've gone through this with different programs, but what. If, if they win or lose Monday, right, I, I think if you win, you're obviously like, we won a national championship, you're not going to complain about anything for a while. If you lose, you had one of the great, I would say you had the best season in the history of Husky football. I know Husky fan would disagree with that, but this is... You think Husky? I don't think Husky fan would. I think I would Husky hope fan not. would say it is, and I, I think they're already asking if Michael Penix is the greatest quarterback in their program's history. And I think this kind of season, if they are to lose on Monday, backs up what I argue, and this is mainly a selfish argument because my team became elite in the modern era of football, right? Like, we don't get to go back to 1974 and claim a national championship because we were 9-3 and and won the Citrus Bowl. Like, congratulations. In the modern era, you don't go play your random team in a bowl game you got to go win a conference championship, then you got to go win a playoff game, and then you got to go win a national championship game. And if the old rules had existed in the sport when Oregon was dominant and these teams were Oregon teams were in the '80s and '90s, Oregon has two national championships because they would have gone to a Rose Bowl as a one loss or undefeated team. They would have won that game, and then you claim your national championship that you split. So I, I think this year for Washington is proving, like, this is such a different animal now, and it's why I jokingly bring up the half a title thing, but I just don't really count titles prior to 1997 for anybody. I feel this way about Michigan, man. Michigan's last national championship was 1997. Nebraska was the other elite team in college football that year. They didn't play each other. No. They both claimed a national title. Yeah. Nebraska beat Tennessee. Michigan beat Washington State. Hey, we won the championship. No, you didn't. You didn't play each other. And then everybody would argue, no, my <laughs> team was better. <laughs> no, you And then four years later, what happened? when the rules changed and Nebraska had to actually go play a national title game. They had to go play the number two team in the country or number one team in the country yeah. and they got smoked but the unique thing about having this much success early on is it just like like eight and four, nine and three is gonna feel like such a down season, which is crazy. But if you have one of those years when you bring up those expectations, it's it's hard to live up to it year in and year out. Yeah, and I I wish we would get rid of that. Like if Washington's nine and three next year with Will Rogers, I'm I'm I will not be on the show telling you, Oh, <laughs> well, my, I don't know. What a loser. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, if you win an extra championship, especially, but I I'm wondering if the twelve team playoff is gonna lend itself to more chaos and, and randomness yeah. or is it going to separate is, not that Washington wouldn't this year in a 12-team playoff have gotten through that gauntlet again. I They deserve that respect that they could. They keep winning. Nobody can beat them. I, right. I would have expected they would have won in that format, too. But you play, you play another game, right? Like, it's just another, oh, we gotta get past that team and yeah. then that team and then this team. And again, I, I don't know if it's gonna lend itself to the randomness of college football or if it's gonna lend itself to Hey, yeah, Georgia lost the SEC title game, but you got to play Georgia now, and they have to lose. And I don't know if that's going to happen again. That was the first time in two years. Yes. And it was barely, it was by what? Three points was the final in that game. They fumbled on their own 15 yard line. Exactly. So they were damn close to eking that one out. Like, I just, I think the history of the sport maybe suggests it's going to give us. More of the usuals than it is the random chaos. What do you think? I hope that name, image, and likeness, and what we're seeing currently in transfer portal recruiting stuff, well, you're going to get the same players every year, but at least the talent profiles are balanced out. It certainly feels like those profiles have balanced out more, even if it's only two or three players a team. Yes, those are piv- like Penix on Washington. Make or breaks everything for them this season. If they yes. don't have Penix. They're not doing this even nope. with Roma Dunze. Nope, and that's the unique thing about Washington is that I think the number is like seventy-five to eighty percent of the roster was put together before DeBoer got there. Yeah, and it's one of those things that we probably slept on too much, man. Peterson and Lake were good recruiters, and they identified talent, and all of these guys have panned out to have really good careers. But to your point, if you don't, if DeBoer doesn't bring in Michael Penix. Is Dylan? If Dylan Morris, like who's your quarterback the last couple of years? It's Dylan Morris. Your hand in the reins of Sam Heward? What the hell know. are you the last two years? Right? Who is rooting against their former team more Monday and Sunday? Ken Dorsey or Jimmy Lake? Or do you think they're actually maybe they just <sighs> it's the business they get it? I'm rooting for some of those guys. I th- I think Ken Dorsey is rooting harder against his old team. (laughs) think He's like, screw Buffalo. I think Jimmy Lake will try and use this as like a, see? Ah, I recruited some of these guys. Those those defensive linemen? He did. Uh By all accounts, he was one of their, if not their top recruiter. He just, as a coach, couldn't do it. The irony in all of this is Oregon beating Washington in Seattle and forcing Jimmy Lake to punch one of his players led to this moment. We created this monster. Hey, (laughs) much like Oregon State created you by getting you to fire Mark Elfritz. you're welcome. There's always these little favors that rivals do for each other, aren't there? Thanks. We appreciate that one still, man. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Um, I want to get to one of the games I'm most excited for uh, this weekend in the NFL with some funny audio. We'll do that coming up next. Don't forget to get your Spriggan Lung sponsors in 503 864 6326. That is the Vancouver Ford. Text We'll do some gambling at the bottom of the hour. Back after this on the fam.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
4: Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: All right, welcome back in. We'll spread the line coming up in uh, 10 minutes to get your fake sponsors in to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. You can uh, throw them on the YouTube live chat as well. Did we get in trouble for that? We'll find out. That was live. What happened? Oh, it was live? Did you flip somebody off? You guys flip each other off? What? You playing fiddle sticks over there? What's going on? Uh,
3: that would be your co-host right behind your ear as he walks in. Bad.
2: We're playing tummy sticks. You playing tummy sticks over there? <laughs> Wedding what? Crashers? No? No. No. You remember the awkward look at this, look at that! gay brother? No. And he's asking Vince Vaughn if he wants to play tummy sticks. You want to play I, tummy I, sticks? No. You, know, you want to play tummy I, sticks? I still don't really understand what that is, but... When you're about to get freaky at night, you think about it. I right? just got my laptop fixed. I can't Google it. Uh no you can't you gotta quit looking at porn over there man um yeah. we'll spread the line that's coming we up. just win we Jason win. Whitlock we I'm gonna get win. my algorithm's gonna show all these <laughs> porn things how is this happening to me this cesspool the ESPN somebody <laughs> saying uh not you too, dirt college of Law didn't start till 1997 when my ducks figured out how to win I'm not saying like everything shouldn't count before there, there's, then, is, dirt there's an element I will tell you. There's an element to what that person's saying, though. I kind of get it from their point, though, too. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you're not wrong. It was a ridiculous system, but it was the system. And I mean, I, Washington was a dominant program, and if the modern format would have existed, they might have won multiple national champ. That's how good they were. That I'm not ninety-one
3: team was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Were they better now the than Miami? Was all roided up? But sure. were it they, was filthy. It wasn't? Were Steve they better Ant-Man. than Were they better than <laughs> Miami? Uh, in 1991. I would have taken them over Okay, Miami. that's
2: fine. We'll never know the answer to that question. That's the only point that I'm bringing up. I'm not discrediting Nebraska or Washington or any of these programs that were great back at Notre Dame and all that they did. It's just a different animal when you got to go win a conference championship game. It's harder. A playoff game I think it's and harder. a national title. Yeah, it's harder now. Back then you didn't have to play the number two team in the country. How many times prior to 1997 did we actually get number one versus number two in the bowl game? I know not, Nebraska. It was rare Nebraska Miami happened once or yeah. twice, and that was it, like the winner of this yeah. game is the champion. Uh, didn't Penn State? Let me look it up. Penn not, State might have had
3: a year in there. Had like they played Miami in the Orange Bowl one year? Sure,
2: and won or lost, and there,
3: that might have been one.
2: There were a few bowl games in times where it was the winner of this back, game wins, like in the fifties or sixties, Oklahoma. Yeah, I just if you have years where you have multiple teams that claim championships, I just have a like. You were all great teams. I would have yeah. loved to have seen the playoffs. Didn't Oklahoma State put a title yes. somewhere in their facility, and it was like yeah. 1958 or something? Yeah, something it was like some that. random ass yeah. year, and it was like we were six and zero that year. <laughs> and four writers said we were the best. We're the title to uh, title team. Yeah. So I just—it's not. I'm not trying to discredit anything from before 1997. I just—it's such a yeah. different format. What well, you, you had the year play a championship? You had
3: the year Colorado and Georgia Tech split a
2: national title. You're yeah. not discrediting, but you kind of are. Like you're—you're you're saying these all these teams were awesome. Obviously, we saw them play. Yes, and I would have loved to have seen them in champion. Yeah. I, 1997 was like one of the most most formidable years. I think I'm using that word wrong because a listener complains every time. <laughs> but I like 1997. I will always remember. You were at a good age where you understood more about what was going on. My family's yeah. all from. Nebraska. I followed Nebraska football closely. You had Michigan. I loved Charles Woodson. Like, I was a big Michigan fan when I was a kid, similar to you. Like, that I would have loved to have seen that game and to have crowned a national champion and to not go into the future of, with both of them saying, We won, we won, we won. Well, you didn't play each other. It's a, it is a pretty, um, looking back, it's funny how dumb we kind of were in that sport of just like all being okay, saying these two teams are both number one. (laughs) Really? Right. (laughs) With some writers get to vote who probably, how many of those games were even on TV back in the day? And you had to have writers vote on who the national champion was. And they probably watched three games of the team all year. And I was going to say, that's what's funny is especially back then when journalism was thriving and you had all of these beat writers, none of those guys would tell you they're biased. They'd be like, no, I'm unbiased. My job's just to cover them. (laughs) But then when it came to voting, who did they vote for? Exactly. Largely the team they're covering because <laughs> exactly. they're covering a national championship right. team. Who wins the Heisman every year? A guy from the SEC. Oh, funny how that works out. Um, let's get to this. So I I cannot wait for Chicago and Green Bay this weekend. Cannot wait. I am thrilled for that game. I, I, of all the games, you just keep going back to Bears-Packers. I'm now a field stan. I've like been backed into a corner by nobody, but I'm backing myself into a corner. There's a division on the line this weekend. <laughs> yeah, a home really... playoff game is on the line for our team this <laughs> weekend and you're picking bears packers give me bears packers uh justin fields was asked about green bay this week and here's what he had to say i don't see it
3: being that much different i see it you know because everybody always the the rivalry whatever i I think it's going to be you know the same environment um so i don't see it being too much different but i mean like i said it's gonna be fun it'll be a fun environment to walk into um you know their home field Uh, i know their fans gonna be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay, except watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in, and uh, you know, hopefully, we have a great game and
2: get the double on Sunday. Maybe a hot take. It's it's not even funny. It's just true. Like it's not it is, like it's we need to laugh at this. It's like, yeah, I, my brother in law went to Green Bay for a Seahawks Packer playoff game. I want to say when it was snowy. Oh, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah his the, yeah. his buddy's dad put in for tickets. His dad died. They reached out and said, "You've been selected. Do you want them?" He took them. And you know there's nothing there. There's a house for sale right now, right next to Lambeau. How much? Seven hundred thousand dollars. And when I say next to, I mean the parking lot is on the property line. they could they could open their part their driveway and charge fifty bucks each. For like four cars in the driveway, I feel like we should all go in and buy that thing and VRBO it. That's a you could rent that thing out every week if, if you Google it. You put a chair in the back patio of this house, you're looking at the whole stadium. It's, How cool would that be? It would be pretty badass to just have a house to randomly go visit and be at. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk across the street to the be NFL game. Be like having game. one of those condos or apartments
3: in Wrigleyville. Yes. Y- yeah, Yeah, right be, above. It'd the stadium. be just the
2: same thing. It's it's just a true statement. Uh, Green Bay sucks. It's magical because the Packers are there, and that's it. There's no other reason. 37 and sunny on Sunday. Snow
3: showers Saturday night, but it should be clear. Come on! Wind
2: Nine miles an hour, so it should be... Now Packers can get in even if they lose right but they need some help. They need they need Seattle a lot of lose, help if they and, lose. Yeah, there's like uh let me get the scenarios up. There's too many. It. I can't I can't even start reading into I, them. There's too many of them. Four pages from the, the yeah, NFL. the NFL sends out a thing and just, it's, it's my, like
3: four pages of scenarios. So this says
2: Green Bay, Green Bay wins and they're in. Tiebreak over Seattle based yeah. on strength of victory wins tiebreak over the Saints based on best win percentage yeah. in conference games. Yeah, they control.
3: I know they control. If Seattle their own wins, and Green Bay
2: loses. They so flip Green Bay
3: is in with a win, yeah, or a
2: tie, and a Seattle loss or tie, and yeah. a New Orleans loss or tie. So they would need the Saints and the Seahawks to lose if they lose. Minnesota yes. wins with a tie break over Atlanta based on head to head win percentage. Division tie break was initially used to eliminate Chicago. Yeah. Minnesota wins the tie break or over Chicago based on the winning percentage in common games. Okay, so if they lose, <laughs> I'm already so confused. If they lose, they get
3: in. If the Vikings lose and the Seahawks lose and either Tampa Bay or
2: New Orleans loses. Tampa's going to win. They're playing the Panthers. Can we just not get it? If Atlanta or Minnesota makes the playoffs, we need to reshuffle the system here. (laughs) If Hall or Mullins is starting a playoff game or Desmond Ritter starting a playoff game, I'm out. Let me ask you. Well, I mean, I'm out. Joe Flacco is going to be starting a playoff game. <laughs> He's like at least playing at a decent level. C.J. Beathard might be starting a playoff game, depending on what happens <laughs> yeah. with Lawrence this weekend. <laughs> if he stays healthy. I, I just I want to ask you this because you yep. are so jacked up on that game. and I, I get can't it. wait, man. The game matters. Stop, um, Bears. Do you think internally they, they cannot be operating in the sphere of, let's see what he does to make the decision? They already know what they're doing, right? I don't think so. I don't think they know what they're doing. You cannot run an organization (laughs) flying at the seat of your pants on what he does at Lambeau Field. What if he torches the Packers and they win? You've already. I cannot fathom <laughs> that a successful franchise is running their team that way. They have to have made their decision already. What if you're leaning keeping him and he throws three picks, and loses you the game? That's what I'm saying. Are you just throwing all of this out, up? to I don't that?
3: think the outcome of that particular game is going to determine what they do. I don't think they've internally come to a consensus decision. I don't think they. Do know, you
2: trust them to make? No, the right I don't trust
3: here. them, and Bears fans don't trust them based on all the history of recent Bears seasons. Where are you at? Are you keep Fields or trade? and
2: get and take Caleb.
3: I have said I want to I I want to figure out just exactly what the value of that how big a haul can I get for the number 1 pick?
2: Let's call it three firsts. It's a this hole. year's first, next year's first, and like a 2026 first. And then I swap with somebody sure. seemingly you in the be top ten this
3: year. year. Maybe a swap second. I seconds. think I keep them, and I take that haul, oh and I God. take my chances. Let's 60% go,
2: completion percentage Let's in go, the moment. Baby. We think because he's playing well. I, hey, MVP frontrunner for next year. <laughs> Buy that ticket now. Again, huh? yeah. next year's the year. I just, get him more weapons. They don't lend themselves a lot of credibility. I'm not as
3: sold on Caleb Williams and Drake May as being – uh, surefire locks' as successes in the NFL, maybe as others. Yeah, we
2: shouldn't be sold on anybody. Well, I I mean I hear that. <laughs> That's what but... I, that
3: that leads me more that it is Fields like the dog guy. No, mm-hmm. I'm not sold on What about Daniels? Is Daniels has
2: popped up here with this Heisman. So... No, you're not I'm not taking him. There's a lot of scuttlebutt that he's jumped way up on boards for people. Have fun with that. But, but if I can get He's rail thin. He stayed way healthier than I thought he would in his career. I thought that guy was going to get broken in half, and he played the SEC and took some licks. Will I gamble on my Chicago Bears? Stay tuned. Spray in the line. Get your fake sponsors into the Vancouver Ford text line. We'll do some gamble. We'll do it next for... Hiring for your small business?
4: If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: Spreaking the lie. Spreaking the lie. Spreaking the lie. Spreaking the lie. See what we got here as I try and search for my third and final bet of the week. You know, somebody's asked, uh, if you didn't have your radio job, what would you do? And I go, I don't know. My my talent is making sounds fade off of a microphone. I don't know what skill set that is in life, but it's about all I can do. <laughs> you put it to use anywhere else? <laughs> Sprague and line, brought to you by Sprague Caddy Uniform with Domino's Pizza's advertisement on the back right below Long Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, I want that. If I win and you're my caddy, put Long Johnson on there. What else we got here? Sprague and line, brought to you by Reality. A long dong Sprague is just as much a fantasy as is Sprague picking a winner. (laughs) That's a good one. Sprague and line, brought to you by Sprague's new love, Meat on His Back, giving Uh a whole new meaning and positive twist to Taking it in the shorts. I love meat. <laughs> that escalated quickly. It in the <laughs> that escalated quickly. Wow. Uh spring live brought to you by Dirty Ball Dinger for all those moments you need to dust off the old mail sacks. <laughs> Happens from time to time, man. Oh. Spring Alive brought to you by Bandwagon Jumping Sprague, Whoa, who is jumping on Washington. What? Be careful on paternity leave dirt. You might be replaced by Dan's fourth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm coming off as a bandwagoner? You are. Quit jumping on bandwagons. I want my cousin to be happy. <laughs> you know what's funny? Can I tell you a quick story a little tidbit? Uh-huh. His brother-in-law, who's lived in Vancouver, Washington his whole life, didn't go to Oregon. He said he's become an Oregon fan the last, like, six years, and he's just become, like, insufferable when they get together. You see he's my Ducks this weekend, he's and he's just guys, like, oh, yeah. shut up! Like those meth heads from Medford who root for the Ducks? Like, oh, God, sit down. Oh, no, let the med- meth heads root for who they want to root for. The ironic thing is I have a lot of family that lives in the Seattle area, and they're all Husky fans. You know how many of them went to Washington As many Duck fans that went to Oregon? (laughs) None. I would say
3: more Duck fans went to Oregon than Husky
2: fans went to Utah. Really? Yeah. I mean, Washington is a much more difficult school to get into. My niece wants to go there. Does she? What's her GPA? Oh, she's like a 3.7. Okay. We're we're supposed to take a visit. But I got a lot of AP credit on there. (laughs) She takes AP classes. I told her to start applying for these half Asian scholarships. Yeah, you got to get those. Yeah, play the cards, you know. Oh yeah. All right, here's how we did last week, boys. Everybody went two and one. Oh, uh, so- I hit on the Bears and the Steelers against the Seahawks and missed on the Bucks. Swag, you hit on the Jags and the Huskies. Yeah, missed on Alabama and Swag hit on the Packers and the Raiders and also missed on the Bucks. Out of here with your lucky ass Raider pick. You got that garbage touchdown like <laughs> 32 seconds left. Oh, we only lost by 3. Throw it to Devonte. Let's Get out go. Of here. Throw it up. Garbage. Uh so season standings, uh we obviously had our picks while we were gone as well for the holiday that week if you wanted to know. I went and 3, Sprague went 1 and 2, and Swag went 2 and 1. The week we were all on vacation. Uh I am now at 31 and 20 on the year, and you two gentlemen are tied at 23 27. And one. We can still finish over five hundred. That's
3: right. We got the entire playoffs. It'd be it's funny good. if he ended up losing after all of the
2: playoffs in the Super Bowl. If Teddy comes a couple of weeks early, man, I'm I'm not looking like I'm gonna be a little distracted during the final weeks of the season. You know, I got a lot going on here. I'll be texting my picks, but it's not gonna be quite the same. I'd argue you might be better because I think be all you'll have be is asleep gambling asleep on the
3: couch with the kid <laughs> yes. on his chest. DraftKings is
2: open with Teddy ball game <laughs> asleep, and he's just passed out. Twenty-four-seven. Uh <laughs> since we were all two and one and swag won the week before, I believe the T-box is yours, Jason T uh let's go Saturday night, Indianapolis.
3: CJ Stroud is back. Damn it. The defense is fired up. God. Texans Touch. laying one on the road. I will, uh, I will lay that point. I think the Texans are going to be in position to make the Jags sweat on Sunday.
2: I'm going to start being a little nitpicky here. I have one and a half on DraftKings. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it one and a half on the Oregon DraftKings? I use Vegas Insider for all the lines, and Hold it on. says DraftKings and a half. I'm looking
3: at uh, the... We're going our local book yes. here. I'll We're pull up... a local book. Local book. Uh, local book. the uh, Spirit Mountain MGM book. <laughs> well,
2: aren't you just tickling it? Are <laughs> you going to drive out to Spirit Mountain to place that bet? I want to see that ticket. Well, they sponsor to the sports desk. So. <laughs> That's true. And where are you sitting, sitting right now? That's
3: right. You're sitting at the sports desk. I'm, I'm tickling something. I got one and a half
2: on <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> Alright, I'll lay the one and a half. Yeah! yeah! I don't want to push it one. That's the only thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I You're like that pick. I will take the over of that same game. Ooh, Indy 47 Houston. and a half. Indy Houston over.
3: Well, we know the Colts aren't playing much defense. The question is how dominant could the Texans' defense I just, be? I
2: think both these teams can move, I, you know, I think you can get past that number. All right. Uh my first pick. I'm gonna to go to the big game on uh Sunday night. Very excited for this one. We talked about it earlier on in the show. And let me make sure my line is what it is here locally. Yes, it is. Uh Buffalo's on the road in Miami. I, I just think Buffalo's the better team. They've already played once this year and Buffalo blew them out. Miami has already clinched a playoff spot. They don't they want to win the division, of course, so you can get, you know, home field in the first round, all that. But they don't need to win this. Buffalo needs to win this game so they can control their own destiny. I think the Bills are the better team. Allen's a better quarterback. The line is now short of three, which I am all over. You can get him at two and a half. First game for me, Bills minus two and a half in Miami. Next up,
3: Buccaneers got embarrassed last week. The Panthers
2: stop the Panthers. stealing my pants. This is why T box rights are very important because yes. you get to go first with the T box rights. I already the have tape of me on this. God pick. awful! <laughs> this is bull crap.
3: They're they're packing it in. They're on the clock. Well, actually, they're not on the clock.
2: Ha! Huh.
3: They can't even get that right. Can you pull your ha, please? <laughs> I need pissed it. off <laughs> at you. That was a great ha. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll lay the four and a half. Give me the bucks. God damn it, why is that line only four and a half? You can ask that all you want. I've seen this before from Carolina, and then they get their asses handed to them. They're, they're a terrible team. They are terrible. It's 1-2-3 Cancun for them this weekend. I gambled on the Packers a couple of weeks ago when they were in Carolina, and that didn't work out well for me. You, you timed it poorly. That's <laughs> all I can say on that, because everything else has been bet against the Panthers. All right, Sprague, pick two. I'm pissed off. That was supposed to be my pick. You can go with the same pick. You I'm get going a win. with the same pick. Get a win. You like the game. Eat get a win. Shorts. That needs to be a trash talk that comes back. Eat, eat my, my shorts. Eat my shorts. All right, uh, pick number two for me. I'm going to go to the game that we just did the last segment on. There's nothing to do in Green Bay except for Justin Fields to go in there and win, baby. Oh, my God. How did the Packers' season end last year? Gentlemen, I'll ask you that question. How did their season end last year? <laughs> Conspiracy theory and injury? I don't remember <laughs> actually. Man Campbell went into oh, yeah, the Field right. in the final week of the season. They could have gone to the playoffs to they beat the Lions. With nothing yeah. to play that's for. That's squawks got in. And man. the Lions! Won that game. I think history repeats itself. Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback of the Bears' dreams. There are no turds here other than somebody on the Packers hopefully making a mistake so the Bears can win. They're getting three. I'll take the three. Bears plus three in Lambeau Field Sunday. I swear on everything, if you take my last pick, I'm throwing this coffee at that window.
3: The Giants need to improve their draft. You (laughs) You should have thrown them off with just a random game. The
2: 49ers with Sam Darnold.
3: (laughs) Uh, The Eagles need to prove to themselves that they are ready for the playoffs. And so I will lay the four and a half by the Eagles on the road at MetLife. Uh, The Giants are looking to improve their draft position and start working on next season.
2: Are you guys ready to get gross? I'm ready. Let's get weird. Are you ready to get a pig in the mud? Just slop it around and go, what are we doing right now? (laughs) Patriots minus two and a half. (laughs) Belichick's going out on top, baby! I feel dirty. Oh, I'm so gross. I feel dirty. Do you know how mad I'm gonna be that I made this pick on Sunday when this game's <laughs> kicking off? When it's three to three no. in the third quarter. I feel <sighs> wrong. Who? I mean, who's playing quarterback for the Jets? It's not Wilson. It's a good question. Is it Boyle again?
3: Are they back to Boyle? No, I thought it was uh is it Trevor Seaman? S- Send <laughs> <in? laughs>
2: It's Trevor Seaman. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm blowing my load on the Patriots. Minus two and a half. (laughs) Give me the Pats. Belichick walks off on top, walks out on top. How am I supposed to make my last pick now, Trevor Seaman? I can't battle with Trevor Seaman. You legitimately in your mind was like his last name's Seaman. Seaman. I'm going to say this I out loud. This guy can swim. I was searching for it. Century, century. Uh, that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seaman. Oh God. All right, my last pick. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. This feels dirty too. I. But I. Come on, let's roll around together. Let's get dirty and gross. <sighs> why am I doing this? Oh, because it doesn't make sense. And that's the NFL in a nutshell. I'm taking the Jags minus yeah. three and a half in Tennessee. I hate that pick, but I, I love hate, it. I hate that pick. I love that you're doing it. They got to win the division. They got to win for the division. I think Tennessee's done on the year. Vrabel might be done. I... Tennessee <sighs> also played their one of the worst games. They were weekend. so bad last weekend. What do they call that? Due. <laughs> they're due for a good game. I think they're due for a trip to Cancun and maybe a new head coach. Yeah. Jags have everything to play for. I'm I'm banking on Lawrence playing this weekend. So I'm going to take the Jags minus 3.5 in Tennessee. You feel gross, don't you? I feel so dirty. That hook, it's going to bite you in the it ass is. somehow. They're going to win 17-14 to 14 in oh, a terrible football game. Just awful. All right, here we go. Swag and Sprague are both 23-27-1. Their pick, Swag is on the Texans minus 1.5 against the Colts, the Bucks 4.5 in Carolina, and the Eagles minus 4.5 against the Giants. Sprague is on the Indy Houston over... A forty-seven and a half. Also on the Bucks, minus four and a half against the Panthers, and then the Pats, minus two and a half against the Jets. <laughs> Trevor Seaman, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Seaman, we'll see what he can do. And uh, I'm thirty-one and twenty on the year. I am on the Bills, minus two and a half Sunday night football. The Bears, plus three in Green Bay, and the Jags, minus three and a half in Tennessee. There's your spring in the line. Uh, will there be a Trevor Seaman in the final segment? I don't know, but we'll wrap it up next on the fan. The weekend, on the there you go, fist pumping your way into the weekend every single Friday tweeting out our spring the line picks. Week 18, man, final week of the NFL season. Isn't it crazy? The football, I, we got them like a month ago. When it gets to uh, division weekend is when it starts hitting me pretty hard of yeah. just like, oh, next weekend we've got four games and then two. And then no games. Oh, and then we got one game. This is it. You get that random week off for Pro Bowl week, and you're like, what are we doing here? Flag football. You know, I uh, we hear it from listeners sometimes if we talk any NBA basketball. That's okay. But uh, maybe we maybe we dive more into college post-NFL. Oh, you want to be a college hoop show going forward? I am going to watch more duck basketball this year. I, that was one of my sports resolutions. Good timing for you. It the is- year you guys are good again. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> Went to the NIT last year? No, they didn't. They went to the CBI. Joining the Big Ten, you got a better chance of uh, you're getting damn into right. The tournament. We're in. We go like 16 wins on the year. We're a seven seed in the NCAA yeah. tournament now. The Fighting Jim Bayheims You go, you go <laughs> 10 and
3: 10 in the Big Ten. You're in the tournament, baby.
2: I mean, come on. When you play that caliber of schedule, <laughs> look
3: at that net rating.
2: That net rating is fantastic. Get a Big Ten ACC challenge early in the year. Let's hmm. go, baby. There is a trending topic on Twitter about an eight foot ten alien in Miami Mall, and there's mass amounts of cops around it. but I also can't tell if this is a joke and a group of kids were fighting and gunshots were rain out. So I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> That's a big ass alien. If it's an alien. dude, what if they were that tall? If they were that tall, we have no chance. Like I think the only encouraging thing would be if it's like Mars attacks and they're all three, four feet tall, then at least you could feel like you could punch down. If they're eight feet tall, you got nothing. I also uh, I also think they're ET, like nice friendly aliens coming no. to warn us. Well, nice That's friendly. I think they're nervous, scared, but super smart <laughs> and just, capable, but like don't physically dominate you. You know just, what I mean? <laughs> their fingernails light up. That's it. Elliot, <laughs> have you watched the uh, Encounters documentary on Netflix yet? Uh, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I've actually reached a point where I can't watch depressing things anymore. Uh, It's not really depressing. It's slightly scary, but most of the aliens... I would deem that depressing. Well, I mean, aliens are just scary in general, but the theme that they took, the people who have said they have spoken to these aliens, that was all like a... We're not here to harm you. We're here to help you. Well, if they thing. were to harm us, they would have already done it. They, they could they wipe have us that technology. Out. Yeah. Exactly. That's my thinking. I think they're ET. Yeah. So they're just friendly guys. Probably just- waiting for us to annihilate each other and then come for the resources at that point. Like, we're just all laying out on the streets. And hey, now we're going to take your fuel. Dude's trying to go to Abercrombie and Fitch, get himself a nice flannel. It's a little chilly this time of year. I just, I'm trying to gravitate away from things that scare me or make <laughs> me depressed. Like, they've got this new movie coming out. I forget the guy's name, Jesse Clemens. Uh huh. And it's an A twenty four movie, and that's one of the best production companies. Oh, the Civil War kind of I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Julia Roberts is in one with Ethan Hawke. Have you seen that one on Netflix? No. No. It's good. I bet it is. Let me guess the world ends. (laughs) Uh well, they don't quite finish it, but you know, we're heading that direction. Ten and a half is the line in Dallas tonight. Do they lose by thirty again? I don't think they lose by thirty, but they certainly don't win. We lay in the lay in the lay in the. I'm wood. still gonna lay the points. We lay in the. Are you with the mask? Yeah. Is everybody on Dallas playing? That's the
3: question. And I a don't day know. off
2: in between games. They I should could be see playing, right?
3: Kyrie not being interested
2: for some reason. <laughs> they want to show up to that one. Well, that will do it for us, folks. It's great to be back. Holiday break is over. Long four day work week. We had a grind this week, but we made it. Yeah, all the way gonna to Friday. Back. Monday is going to be your national championship preview show. While stops in Seattle and Michigan on Monday, we will. Yeah, let's go, baby. And then uh, we'll see where we go from there. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun off season. We can't wait. If you missed any of the show today, you can go check the Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and Sprague. Don't forget, you can also find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon, Spotify. Yeah. It's all over the place. but Google Podcasts has it. So you can catch our podcast anywhere and make sure to go uh, subscribe to 1080 the fan on YouTube where you can watch the show every single morning. Thanks for being a part of our Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080thefan. the, fan.
0: I'll see the
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?